Artist Collective podcast. This next one's about. Jake McCarty, how are you, my friend? I'm so good. How are you, Steph? It's been so long. I've missed you. Oh, I remember. So we met April of last year when I was doing a little tour. I'd released a song and I came to Boston and our mutual friend, Marielle Kraft, said, hey, I've got some friends you can stay with. Some complete strangers. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, that is just so beautiful. Like the, the networking of musicians that are just like, totally, you can totally stay at my place. Yeah, I know. It's so it's so wild how that all works out. Um, yeah, it's, well, originally you're supposed to stay with our friend Lindsay Sampson. That's right. And then yes. she couldn't do it. And so then you ended up staying with me instead. And that was um, a happy accident. For it sure. was wonderful. So, I loved yeah. I loved it. And went like I remember. So Kaylin Marie and I, we both did that show in, in Boston and you came to our gig. And yep. we went back to your place and drank copious amounts of whiskey and yep. sang around a kitchen table. <laughs> It was one of yes. my my most fond memories of that tour. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, no, it was uh, it was such a treat to have you guys. Um, I yeah, and I'm just so happy that it's connected us and yeah. Um, I love your music too, and it's and this whole artist collective that you have going on. I love the Facebook group that you have. Um, oh, thank you. I've I've found some really good tidbits here and there that have been really helpful for promoting my own music and everything too. So that's mm-hmm. been great. Well, that's great to hear. So Jake, tell me, what have you been up to? I know that you've released an EP um, just passed in July there, and you've been yes. busy writing up a storm. So I what has been have. happening for you? Uh, yeah, so uh, I just moved I just moved to Kittery. I'm in Maine again, um, mm-hmm. and got this studio set up, and then quarantine hit, and I was like, oh my God, what do I what do I do? Like normally my, my day job is like playing in a wedding band, and we gig out like five nights a week, and yeah. Um, and just before that, I can I had already kind of started I had started writing most of the tracks that were on the album, um, but it just kind of threw me into this virtual writing storm. I don't know, like mm-hmm. I, there's just a, a crew of friends that um, I started writing with on like a weekly basis back in March or April, and um, and right now there's like seven different people that I write with each week, Why? which is kind of exhausting sometimes but (laughs) (laughs) but uh but it's like good exhausting um so a fair number of the tracks uh alex calabrese helped me write um he and i meet like twice a week and we've been we've probably written 20 myself and probably 22 or three songs for him um just over quarantine like well since january we'll say um which is like i don't think i've ever written this much I know that I've never written this much music in my life. It's um, it's pretty wild to kind of just set up a structure and like just structured time to write because mm-hmm. there's there's time to, to make it happen. Um, so it's right. been kind of a, a little blessing in disguise, which has been really nice. That's so lovely to hear. And I know that, you know, I, you know, many artists who might be watching this, um, you know, a lot of people have felt sort of this great pressure to be writing because there is a lot of time, There's you know, and that, I think, you know, one thing I've been saying throughout this whole thing is, you know, we shouldn't necessarily feel or put that pressure on ourselves because it's enough, you know, like getting getting through and surviving is is enough. But it's wonderful to hear that you've yes. been able to make something out of it. No, that's so true. I mean, I, I would definitely get down on myself if there was a day that went by that I wasn't like writing or recording or mixing the EP. And I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't get anything done today. What's wrong with me? Oh, right. Like the whole world is 
totally different right now than what it was before. And that alone is super taxing. So true. Yeah. Um, so there's just lots of lots of naps. I don't know. I just take a lot of naps and go for bike rides. I love a good nap time. Not oh going to lie to you. Naps are the best thing. They <laughs> really are. <laughs> nap time with the dogs. That's that's my favorite nap time. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, of course. Um, and I have little sausage dogs and they just, you know, snuggle and take right. up all of the sofa. <laughs> so I should really have gotten a bigger dog and they would take up less space. Um, so this is your first release in quite a while. Yeah. Um, so I put a, a record out back in 2011 that I uh, co-wrote with my best friend, Adam Hansen. Um, I'm Adam. You did. Yeah. And <laughs> he's wonderful. And, and, and we, you know, it was the first time that either of us had really written music together. And um, I went to school for audio engineering. So like the senior project was to record and release an album for someone. And so I was doing that for somebody else. But one of my classmates asked if I could be his project and I was like sure why not and without realizing how much time goes into that and like working full-time and going to school full-time and recording someone else's album and then recording my own and writing and editing um, it was the I don't I don't know it just lived off of four hours of sleep for like a whole semester it was wild and um, but yeah I, I didn't end up doing a whole lot with that and kind of pursued the cover gig game for quite some time um, and then the last project, Emily and Jake, we put our EP or a record out a year ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's since dissolved, and it's been like really exciting for me to start writing my own stuff and like have have something that I'm excited about for for myself. Yeah, it's really nice. Well, that's great. I have seen that you've been doing some some of the outdoor gigs that have started popping back up. Yeah, that has been nice. There's a little barbecue joint in Portland, um, Wilson County Barbecue, that they were just like, we just want you here every Friday and Saturday from like five to eight. And I was like, oh okay that great. sounds great on the patio yeah well i mean you know and we'll see what happens when it gets cold and and how how that's all going to work out but being outside with a regular gig is um definitely another blessing mm-hmm. for sure how does um, it feel to like get a, back to that it's strange mm-hmm. it's really strange i think before the pandemic hit i was starting to get to a point where i was becoming more introverted at, at these shows and like not necessarily wanting to talk to people as much mm-hmm. and now i get there and you don't talk to anybody on your set breaks and like nobody really comes up to you and talks to you and it's it's very strange it's like like okay maybe maybe i took it a little too far all right like i guess i could have talked to some more people before everything mm-hmm. hit no but um um it's it's strange for sure but there you still get a good response and um folks are pretty generous with their tips and like still you'll still get a couple people that'll come up and be like hey that was really fantastic i really loved your original song or like i yeah. loved your cover of that bonnie ray tune but it's not as frequent and it's not you know it's not a packed bar you've got maybe 15 20 people that are sitting out on a patio at right. a time so it's just like it's very different yeah, yeah. i very bet different. i was but, uh it's good yeah I was having dinner in New York um, a couple of weeks ago and these two guys, you know, got up, you know, like just went along the street with their guitar, I think, you know, playing for tips and we're doing, and I was like, that is so nice. And I just, I got really emotional, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to hear music again. And, yeah. you know, it was, they were, you know, there were, there were sort of fun covers and whatever that, you know, didn't right. play any originals, but I didn't care. 
I was just yeah. so grateful to see musicians kind of go like taking it and making it their own and going out there and doing it and bringing music to people. And it was just so joyful. And everyone was just like singing along. It was just this weird sort of street karaoke thing that <laughs> was going on. But oh, awesome. it was amazing. Yeah. It was so it's nice. Fantastic. I've been thinking about doing like a setting up a busking session just in Portsmouth, like right across the river. And um, and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But maybe I'll maybe I'll do that. Just because like I, there's still people that are out and about. You still have to make sure you're keeping your distance and everything like that. And I just want to make like a big digital tip sign that like advertises everything and just put it out there and see what happens and just play some music and hopefully spread some yeah spread some joy you know? what does that feel like because i've seen a few i have a you know there's a few guys that play on the subway and like they you know you virtually tip them and i always wonder how that feels because you know when you see people coming up and putting a few dollars in your guitar case you you sort of feel i guess one you feel appreciated and validated and yeah. you're sort of seeing it happening Whereas, you know, people walking past, you're not seeing them. You're not seeing the tips coming in until after you've played. So right. how, you know, like, and you're not sort of, it's not all about gratification, don't get me wrong, but you know, when no, you, of course. how does, how does it feel for you? It, it definitely is different. I think in the restaurant scene, the bucket's far enough away and people will still tip you and it's, you still get that, but there's like, it's almost like a little bonus. It's like, if you're, if you work in sales and like at the end of the semester, or the, wow, yeah, the semester, that's great. The quarter, um, and you like all of a sudden there's this extra thing in your bank account. Um, and so it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of exciting to see at the end of the show. But I guess in the in the moment, you don't, you're not seeing as much um, interest necessarily. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess. And, but but in just in having this EP out and like mentioning during gigs that I just released something, I've gained some new followers, which has been nice, but mm -hmm. that's also something you don't really notice until after the fact, until whenever Spotify tells you that you've gained new followers. But um, I, I guess it's just, you just have to be very patient. Mm -hmm. You know, music is about the long game, really. Yeah. It's, it's just playing it as much as you can and yeah, spreading yourself far and wide. Yeah, for sure. And not, but not spreading yourself too thin though which mm -hmm. I think I'm almost, I'm on the borderline of doing that with these writing. Like tomorrow I have four sessions. I'm just, I don't know what, what got into me, but I was like, oh yeah, I'll just like, I could do one more session. I could do one. And then I was like, oh wait, I already have a session scheduled that day. So instead of three, I have four. I'm, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Are they all with sort of very different people? So you can, you know, kind of draw on different things. Um, yeah. I mean, so at, like Alex Calabrese and myself, um, he has a band called Old Fox, but then he just started a solo project called Old Tom, and it's definitely very acoustic, um, acoustic vibes, and, uh, I don't know, there's a synergy there that makes it almost kind of easy to write together, and it's just like we're, we're kind of hanging out. Um, then my friend Amanda Adams is, I think that's who would be next, and she's also pretty acoustic, but like that we get to be a little bit more fun and like poppy instead of like, I think Alex writes like more dark introspective kind of imagery lyrics and with Amanda, Amanda it can be a little more fun. And same goes with my, my friend, Phil Berman, who I'll be writing with afterwards. He, um, I'm trying to think of how to describe his music. He just said it the other day and I've already forgotten, but Phil Berman, he's just like a big bundle of joy and he's just fun to hang out with as well. Um, and so, what you know no matter what we end up creating something fun 
and exciting. It's just good to catch up. And then the late night session is with my buddy Steve Dennis. And he he's more like Jack Johnson vibes, pretty laid back, kind of like love songs. But he's also just a good a good Hank. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's not, I, it doesn't always feel like work, I guess, is ultimately what I'm thinking about. But you do get to your third session today and you're like, wow, I don't have anything coming out of my brain to help with this session right now. So that's the only the only issue is that at a certain point you just kind of run out of energy, even though it's it's fun to just hang out. And yeah. Stuff, you know. Well, would you like to play one of your songs now for us? I would. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, this is the title track off of the EP, EP um, and it's called For the Weekend. Okay. Um, and I think it's about how I feel like a lot of people end up spending their whole week, you know, someone's like, oh, let's do this thing after work. And they're like, no, 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 like I, I'm exhausted. And I think that really we should just live every day like it's the weekend instead of saving it until the weekend to have fun. So mm -hmm. that's kind of my takeaway from the song. Um, but I hope you guys enjoy it. She said, save it for the weekend. No, I can't stay up too late. I'll save it for the weekend. One more month of the road to complete. In the morning, I'll wake up. And darling, I'll drive us upstate. I'll see that smile on your face. And all our tears will fade away. She said, save it for the weekend. You know I can't stay up too late. I'll save it for the weekend. One more week of the road to complete. These memories to lyrics and feelings to sweet melodies. Memories to lyrics and feelings to sweet melodies. She said, saving for the weekend. You know I can't stay up too late. I'm saving for the weekend. One more day. I'm saving for the weekend. The weekend never comes. For us, save it for the weekend. The weekend they real for us. Oh, for us. Oh, for us. Said, save it for the weekend. The weekend never comes for us. That was lovely. Hey, that thank was really you so nice. much. I love your voice. 
and oh. I do, I do. And I, do you know what? I love the fact that you can whistle during a song because whenever I try and yeah. do that, it never works out well because I'm jet like I am quite a good whistler, but it does not translate yeah. into songs. I don't know why. Interesting. I, I, I feel like that it's something is. that always happens with the mic and it always just sounds like I'm blowing on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to, don't whistle this way. You got to whistle like sideways, like next to it. And like, um, that's, yeah, because otherwise it just sounds like you're just blowing into the mic. I try and do it to the so, side. Yeah, but I, you, should, I will work on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. Um, maybe just whistle Thank better. You. better. Just yes, I will, I will just, yeah, you're right. just whistle better. <laughs> <laughs> Great advice. I'm sorry. Thank yeah. you. Um, I think it's, I think it's the, you know, the Indiana Jones theme tune. I'm going to give yes. you that as homework. That is one of the hardest tunes to whistle. Just, just okay. think, just okay. going to leave that uh, with you and you can think about it. Yeah. All right. I'll yeah I'll we'll have it for next time I'll have it ready to go. It's, it's just it's just the high note. <laughs> <laughs> no one. Never get there. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And and then uh, the, I mean that, the repeated kind that, of da 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 yeah right. it's really hard when you whistle. Yeah I don't think I could do it. I, Phil Berman could though. He can whistle so much higher than I can. I don't know how he does it. But, have a few uh, drinks with your with your friends. Record it and let me know. Mm-hmm. I would love mm-hmm. to see that. <laughs> that sounds great. We'll make it happen. Never oh, discussed God. that on a podcast before, and I will probably edit it later. Um, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> so you are in Maine now. I am. Yeah, I'm in Kittery, so I'm just like right on the border of New Hampshire. Um, I moved here because of the number of gigs that I was playing in Boston and in Portland. Um, and normally we play a lot of weddings in like the southern Maine area and I did the math and I was like, cool, this is going to save me like 3,000 miles a year, which is great. But now I'm saving like 20,000 miles a year. And no one's going anywhere. Going really yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. No, I hear you there. Uh, and has it, but, uh, but yeah. has it changed your music community at all? Or is it or because you were sort of in the middle, because you're now in the middle, it's much the same? Yeah, it's actually pretty similar. I feel like, especially with virtual um meetings and and like i've been hosting a songwriters in the round on mm-hmm. sundays um and so i get a good crew of people from boston and and like some people from portland and um phil Holub actually lives in new york and so i get people kind of from all over the place i've been trying to get some west coast friends to join in on it but like 7 p.m eastern's like 4 p.m over there and they're like no i'm gonna enjoy the sunshine i don't want to be playing and you do this virtually music. no i don't know yeah yeah it's all virtually um yeah it's through zoom so mm. we just all take turns playing songs and, and do you broadcast it as well or is it just the you know between yeah yeah so i stream it from my the jacob mccurdy oh. music page Lovely. on facebook i don't know why i haven't yeah. seen that apologies i will look out for it yeah oh no worries that's okay i'll i'll send you a link i mean it's my fault because i haven't asked you to play it so i'm probably <laughs> the one not at all here, well so. in fact <laughs> we may ask you to host one if you like um we, we've just done our first virtual round, I think, last month, which was super fun. Yeah, I saw that. I can't remember why I wasn't able to come and join it. I don't remember. Was it? It wasn't on a no, Sunday. No, it was, was on it? a Wednesday. I think it was. I think I had I a show. when it was. A few, a, a few weeks ago now, I think. Um, but it was, yeah. it no, was super fun. And I was surprised, quite honestly, at how well it worked. Because... 
yeah. with rounds. The whole thing is having some, you know, people on stage and the rapport that you build together. And I was just, I was quite honestly, I was a little bit nervous just that, you know, putting a bunch of people that had never met and are meeting virtually, how that would work, yeah. you know? It's so weird, um, but it kind of works out well. I think it takes it takes time for some people to warm up to each other, but like in, we do it through Zoom and there's like a chat that we're able to kind of all communicate with separately um, from what everybody else is seeing. And so that's when you can kind of give each other shit and, and like make fun of the other person, but in a nice way or compliment them mm-hmm. um, and kind of build a relationship through the group. Um, between yeah. But, but yeah, it is, it is strange, like jumping into a room full of people that you don't know and, and not knowing how to, and there's no, there's no like side conversations on virtual meetings. Right. You know, I feel like it's, it, you have to wait for someone else to stop talking in order to say something, which it's kind of kind of nice, but strange. Mm-hmm. You know, it limits limits how much you can connect with the other people. That are right. In the room. Um, one thing that I have enjoyed is sort of our like a, a book club that we've done, and and I the and the reason mm-hmm. I'm, I mentioned these things is because like what I've been really sort of concerned by, and what's been really intriguing me is creating community, and. Mm-hmm. in terms of see like seeing how because I, I feel like you know when you're a solo musician it's very much a solo game and with a lot of other mm, lines of work you can often sort of have a network and you I feel like you do have a network with musicians but the, I feel like the virtual thing is a little bit different um and yeah. you know there are a number of you know Facebook groups and I found you know Facebook groups apparently during COVID have just shot up the popularity has has done incredibly well and there have been many, There's, and in fact, I think you've invited me to a ton that are, you know, for musicians. And it's mostly a lot of people playing live. And where yeah. I feel like that sort of, I don't know, like, I feel like that sort of builds a fan base. I'm not sure if it necessarily builds community around that. What do you think? Because mm. I just, I like the idea I, of connecting no, I, with people, but I don't like the idea of necessarily like going in there solely pr- to promote myself. Right. No, that's so true. Uh, I, I think you're right that it's more so building a fan base. Like there's this group quarantine yes, karaoke that is like, it started in, in like Bangor, Maine. And there's almost a million people in this mm. group now, It like all across the world, which is wild. But like, so I'll, I'll stream from there every once in a while and you get folks that tune in and be like, hey, nice job or uh, nice mustache. That happens more frequently than... <laughs> than enjoying the music which is fine um but but yeah i think you're right it's more i think it's more about you're just there and you're performing you don't get to connect and chat with other people unless i don't know i feel like it's just a different kind of work in order Mm -hmm. to connect with those people and and uh and try and like actually make friends as opposed to just have people that are listening to you i think yeah it's totally different and have you in terms of the musicians that you've been connecting with, have you found that you've been able to learn from them in terms of the live streams that you've been doing? Maybe the way, you know, like, cause I think what maybe one thing I struggle with might be sort of how to promote myself or, you know, I, I just don't like that sort of self-promotion thing, but often when you see other musicians do yeah. it well, you're like, Oh, I could just do it a little bit differently like that and feel less like I'm an asshole, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there in that quarantine karaoke group, like there are different people that actually they'll set up like whole stages and there's like dueling pianos that will happen like almost mm-hmm. virtually, um, which is really cool. I, 
I can't play the piano, so um, can't do that. But I I almost think with that with that game in those in those groups, it's just like consistency and just playing all the time. Um, whereas if you're streaming from your own profile or your own musician page, I feel like you can't do that all the time. Otherwise, people are just going to be like, oh, there's Jake streaming again, um, like playing the same five songs or, you know, all the covers that we've already heard before. So it's just about keeping things right. clean, fresh in order to um, to continue to do it, which I guess is kind of similar to if you're like if you have a residency and you're playing the same gig every week, um, you have to keep things. You need to give people a reason to right. show up. And that's the tricky thing, because I think when you are yeah. obviously going out and you're playing live, you're playing different venues and you're seeing like different people will come and see you. But doing live, you've got right. the one platform that people who already know you have to come yeah. to. It's hard to get that to new people. Right. Well, and that's and I think that's where the groups actually mm. come into play is that you can stream and go live from those different groups um, and reach out to people like yourself that have their own podcast or their own like production platform that makes it different and special um there's gingerbread house no ginger beard house productions in vermont i think i did a stream with them back in june and i i don't i don't know i mean i don't know if it did anything but it's like it's an opportunity to get more music out there and, and have other people see it it's almost like playing at yeah. a different venue well speaking of keeping things new and fresh jake would you like to play us another song mm-hmm. i would i would love to um, what am I going to play is the question. I love that guitar, by the way. What, what uh, guitar is that? I know it's a Taylor. Thank you. That's a Taylor 214. 214. I think I have one similar. Nothing. I think it's on my wall. Is that, I feel like we might have we had probably this, did. this conversation when we were, when yeah. we were drinking mm-hmm. all that bourbon. Um, yeah, I, I love this guitar. Um, I just got a, a fret file done on it and it feels mm-hmm. like a whole new guitar. Um, but it's, definitely seen a lot of a lot of load and i feel like it needs i i'm like uh maybe it's time for a new taylor's a great working guitars i love taylor's big fan oh yeah she gets the job (laughs) um so this this one's called turn up your love and this is like the only really truly happy song (laughs) i think um and the rest of them are more so breakup songs for sure um and this is um it's just yeah it's a little little fun fictional song about trying to live your day with as much love as possible so I'll turn your love way up turn up your love I'll turn your love way up turn up your love I used to think that love was what we saw in movie screens. We're lost playing extras in the background scene. Giving in to that backdrop, though as fake as it seems. But still I turn my phrase to paint every day more beautiful than my dreams. Turn your love way up, turn up your love. I'll turn your love way up, turn up your love. I got a friend named Laura in a town called Love. They played a song on the radio, I'd give it all for enough. 
in the moonlight as the stars fell above. And the radio played till we had nothing, nothing but love. Turn your love way up. Turn up your love. Turn your love way up. Turn up your love. Turn your love way up. Turn up your love. Turn your love way up. Turn up your love. Her love on the radio, and I can't get enough. Her love on the radio, and I can't get enough. Her love on the radio, and I can't get enough. Her love on the radio, and I can't get enough. So turn your love Turn up your love, I'll turn your love way up, turn up your love, turn your love way up, turn up your love, turn up your love. Tonight, um, I was just saying that was lovely. Really oh, nice thank that. you so much. Giving me some thank John Mayer you. vibes. Yeah, for sure. Those weird, hmm. those weird John. Like they're definitely John Mary E. Yeah, chords. they're all like sort of high up on the neck and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wrote that. Wrote that with my buddy Alex. Mm -hmm. Um, and and it kind of started out as I just had that. I had that little melody in my head, and that was literally it. And maybe I wrote the words for the chorus. And uh, and then we just like we just brainstorm a bunch of stuff and mm -hmm. filter through back and forth between each other and um, but a lot of those I like I had no I no idea how to play any of these chords at the beginning of quarantine so really Alex yeah luckily Alex taught, taught me some really cool stuff and we have and there's like another song that we're working on right now that's only like half done mm -hmm. but it has some of those same chords and I'm really excited to like be learning more about the guitar as as I write with these different people, it's mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah, I guess like, everyone has like their own, own style, right? Yeah, for sure. So they're like, oh, what if you play it this way? And I'm like, I don't know how to play it that way, but I will learn. Because mm. <laughs> even just the two songs that you've played, I remember the, like when we were singing around the kitchen table, you your style felt a little bit more folky. Oh, yeah. And so um, it's, it's just, I'm not sure if it's slightly changed or if that was just sort of what I heard versus what I'm hearing now. Um, I think things are still pretty Pokey, um, but they're, I think, I don't know, that this EP that I put out, it, a lot of the tunes aren't super folky. Mm -hmm. That's true. That is very true. There's more, I don't know, funk, funk vibes? No, that's not, like more pop poppy? vibes, I guess. Yeah, it's more poppy. It's more pop. Um, which I think is, which is cool. Um, but they, I do have a, a track that I'm going to release on I think it'll be a single before the next album comes out. Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely much more folky with a like catchy whistle part. Oh, I love a good catchy whistle part. You keep going with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So that that one's that one's super fun. It's kind of like my the quarantine song. It's called Calling Out, and um, and it's just about like reaching out because there's not a lot of people out there to like send it back unless you're virtual, you know? Right. Uh, so in terms of the next release, so that's going to, is that going to be the album or are you going to have a single before then? 
I, I'm still kind of up in the air about all of it. I'm tempted to just release everything as singles because that's kind of the way that Spotify is going right now is like, if you want to get anything playlisted through them, which is, I don't know, which maybe it's not the right move, but, but if you want to get anything playlisted through them, then you have to release it as a single and you want to just get content out there each month. And then you have something to promote and talk about each month. Yeah. Um, so that that is a thought. I'm also tempted, depending on how all the songs line up, if they fit into an album, then maybe I'll put a single or two out and then just drop the whole album. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's but, nothing to say that you can't do both and sort of release five ahead of the album dropping and then filter right. out or do two five-track EPs. I know it sucks. I'm not like, yeah. I just, I don't like, don't me wrong, there are benefits to Spotify. It gets you in front For of a sure. lot of people. But I just, yeah. I think what I dislike about it is this sort of, it, it makes me feel like music has become a bit sort of fast food consumerism, you know, like there is just no patience. There's no sort of delayed gratification to wait for an album. It's just, I want a single and I want to know. And it, right. you know, goes that way. And I want this single to sound exactly like the last song that I heard. I don't want it to sound like anything else. Yeah. No, um, maybe not. Maybe not exactly. That's just like, that's just pop. That's just pop music, I feel like. And that's fine for them. But uh, but I, I totally agree. I've, I also was thinking about just releasing another EP. But then, and it's all just driven by Spotify. I'm like, well, then I wouldn't have an album that shows up. It's all just, it's all down on the bottom. as like singles and EPs. It doesn't mm -hmm. show up as a whole collection. Then you release two EPs and then you re-release them as an album. And it's just like, what? Like, what's the, I don't know. It's all very silly. Indeed. And such is the nature of the game. Yes, it is. That is the game. That is the game. Well, listen, Jake, I'm so pleased to see you so busy, so busy yeah. writing behind the scenes, so busy performing in front of people. Um, what, you know, I realize it's not the same as it was. We'll not, you know, we're not going to be there for a little while, but I think it's still great yeah. to see, you know, because I, you know, I do think you're very lucky to be out there. I don't think there's, you know, everyone is able to get these gigs yet. Um, it's Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, it's mostly just in Maine that it's been happening. Mm -hmm. and the cases are decent percentage-wise. It's not, I mean, it's still not great. And But the open air aspect of things, I feel like, makes it a little bit safer, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, who knows what the winter is going to bring. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll just be driving for DoorDash or something. You know, I feel like, what is it? Necessity is the birth of innovation. Is that what they say? No. Innovation is the birth of necessity. Something like that. Yeah. One way or the other. I don't know. I, I believe I, I believe what you're saying, though. I th think you're right. That there maybe there will be something else that will come along. Yeah. Something will, that. like, I, I feel like the way that we have hmm, evolved during this time, mm -hmm. we've, you know, met the challenge, and I feel like there's another challenge coming, and we will meet that in a different way. Jake, it has Sometime. been somehow indeed. Jake, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. Uh, and and I look forward to when's your next release? When are you doing things again? Well, I'm one of these people that hasn't been doing a lot through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. And I think, you know, for me, the creative thing that I've been doing is this, doing it weekly. Yeah. You know, this has been a real thing. It, it, you know, I know it's it's one of these things where it's creative and it's not. Um, I do just get to sit here and watch other people be creative, but I think putting it all together, editing it all together, you know, it's, 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 it's quite takes, an event. It really does take up 
a fair amount of time. Yeah. I totally agree. And it is it, it is creative though, but at the same point. Mm. So I mean that's great though. I'm I'm glad I'm really happy that you are doing this and thank you for having me. But um but I look forward to more doing it with you now. Thank you. That's very sweet. I appreciate that. I would uh I know something I mentioned earlier, but I would love it if you would like to host um a songwriter's oh, yeah. night for us. Perhaps. Of course. So uh, I have not exactly announced this yet, but um, if you are watching, dear viewers, we are uh, going to take the podcast seasonal um, after this. In fact, so Jake, you are the last episode that I will do that has been running. We have actually been running for three years solid. So I'm oh, wow. tired. Yeah. I need a break. And that's like every every week you're releasing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I know, You're crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. I know. So I I need uh, some time off, and yeah. I think it's mostly you know I, I I'm in a number of Facebook podcast groups actually, and we've been talking about you know some people go seasonal, some people are every week, some people are biweekly, and I think for me, going seasonal, I think we'll probably do eight show like eight weekly, so for two months straight, and then a break. Um, cause I think I really want to spend more time just being very mindful about the shows that we're doing. Cause I think yeah. quarantine, we took this weekly and we took it live and who at that point, who knew how long this was going to go on for? Right. Yeah. You know, it's very draining though at, at, at a certain point. Right. Not nothing against any of the guests or anything like, like, but just in general putting on a show. Right. Is it's a show you're putting on. A it is. We're, you, awesome. You're putting on a show. It, it can be very tiring. You know, we've tried mm-hmm. to do different things with it. We've tried to, you know, like have, you know, how to like some top tips for doing live streams was at the beginning. You know, we've we've had, yeah. uh, you know, different people come on and talk about how to brand yourself. It's we've had book clubs. We've had a couple of lives like virtual sessions and it's been really fun. But I think um, yeah. I feel like I've been pulling it all out of the air as it's been happening. And I would really like to just be very intentional about it and the people that we have on and all of that right. kind of thing. Of course, that makes perfect sense. Thank you. Well, I do. I also want to pick your brain hmm. at some point about podcasts because I kind of want to start one myself and like talk about more so the songwriting aspect of things. And I think it would be really fun. Well, stay on the line and we okay. will discuss. I will. Yeah, after. I will. We will discuss this offline in a moment. Mm. All right. Well, Jake, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And thank you for yeah, gracing us for with two me. songs tonight. Um, yeah, so for everyone watching, if you don't follow Jake McCurdy, he is Jacob McCurdy Music on Facebook. What is your and you're also at Jacob McCurdy Music on Instagram as well. Yes. So please go and follow him. And what is your Venmo? I didn't put up your Venmo. I assume you are at Jake McCurdy Music. It's actually at the Dapper Gents at the cover. That's the cover band, but it's my personal Venmo. But the Dapper Gents, no spaces. The Dapper Gents. Okay, Jake, thank you so much. We'll speak to you soon. New York Artist Collective Podcast. This next one's about...